Wesley, and I just wanted to pop in really quickly and introduce today's guest. I'm extremely excited about today's episode. It is with Ama Apia. Ama is the host of the Bonnet Talks podcast, where she authentically dives into the life of a 20-something trying to figure out post-grad life, something that we all are trying to do. It's a little bit harder than anybody else could have ever imagined. She's someone whom I've always admired for her ability to have candid conversations about nearly any topic. She gives it to you straight. She gives you well-thought-out opinions on any topic. It's amazing. And this particular topic that we're going to discuss today is microaggressions, and it hits really close to home, so I'm thrilled to have her be a part of this conversation, especially during times like this. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hello. So excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the podcast episode. Of course, I had to. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm 100%. I was like, yes. I was like, Amma is like my spirit animal. She has the same energy. I I feel like I'm able to tell when I listen to a podcast where I'm like, yep, this person, I could have a conversation and we would talk about the same thing that she's saying on this podcast episode. I feel her. We are there. I love it. That's what I hope to do with my podcast. I'm really glad that that's how you felt listening to it. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So with that, I gave the the listeners a little bit of an intro, but I want you to give everybody your elevator speech and do some (laughs) humble bragging about who you are, what you do, and your podcast. Yeah, of course. Let the humble bragging cement. Um, so <laughs> um, my name is Ama Piaz Nestle said. Um, I am a 22-year-old recent graduate from the University of Connecticut. So I graduated a year ago and um, I work in fashion merchandising. Um, I studied biology and communication in college. So and I was supposed to be pre-med. <laughs> Clearly that was not it for me. <laughs> not doing that and working in fashion merchandising. Um, so very, very different. But Um, I love it. And I'm just someone who loves like sharing people's stories and talking about, you know, the post-grad journey and the struggles of it. And that is why I started my podcast, The Bonnet Talks, just as a way to kind of elevate the voices of 20-somethings so that, you know, people can see that, you know, people are are going through the same things as you are. And it just makes things a little bit easier. So um, yeah, that's why I started my podcast. And that's kind of like what I'm up to. Some fun things that I do on the side, I play guitar, I sing, I study Korean just for fun. Like I just decided to do that. (laughs) I don't know why. But yeah, I just, I... I'm like very busy all the time, try to be involved, try to be a good positive influence in the world. And that is why I have my podcast. And that's why I hope to do. <laughs> that is so awesome. You're like killing the game, a triple threat over here. We love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. And I too can relate to going to school for something and then doing your actual like day-to-day job, having it be completely different. Yeah. <laughs> I went... <laughs> I went into undergrad thinking I was going to be a nurse. Absolutely not. Oh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) One one anatomy class. And I said, oh, this is not it. This is not the life for me. (laughs) Yeah. No. Why would you suffer? Literally, I was supposed to, I wanted to be a dermatologist. And I was like, okay, I had like 12 years of my life planned out. And the second I walked in that, like that chemistry room, I was like, nah, bitch. (laughs) I like, "Mm, not today, "Mm, Satan. Not not today, (laughs) Satan. Yeah. I feel that. So then I switched to psychology and I still really love psychology, Mm -hmm. but I also know that I need to go to grad school, even a PhD program to really make some coins. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's very true. So then I said, okay, well, I'm going to finish. So I finished that degree and then I graduated and I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) like me, me, I can't. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I need 
I need money. Yep. Yes. And I don't want to like, I didn't want to dive into like grad school. I knew I wanted a break. If I were to go to grad school, like I needed that break Mm -hmm. because I've been doing it for too long, like 12 years of like grade school and then another four years of college. No, let me tell you, learning your ABCs in kindergarten, that shit got mixed takes a toll on you. I'm telling exactly. you, that shit's hard. Like, I need a damn break. I said the same thing. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I said, I love myself too much to be <laughs> putting myself through Exactly. This. But then you have to deal with like the parents and like the family members. Yes. Like, yes. Why aren't you going? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? At Thanksgiving you- dinner when everyone's asking questions, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, I have no idea. So please don't ask me when we're supposed to be eating turkey turkey in peace (laughs) right like mind your business and then they're like oh so you're not going to school and you don't have a boyfriend oh (laughs) don't even get me start that's like don't even get me start how many times literally went through my whole life with my parents being like don't date you're not allowed to date don't do this and all of a sudden I graduate and it's like where's your boyfriend where's your husband are you engaged I'm like hold on make it make sense make it make sense zero to 100 real fast give me a break I need to breathe I like what I was like Anyway, it literally doesn't, yeah. it doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> that was a complete sidebar, but I feel like it really, no, it really resonated with me. Clearly, clearly I'm a little bit triggered by that. I'm like, I'm still a um, little bit, you know, going through some of that. And I need to get that out. But yeah, <laughs> so that's how life's going. <laughs> How's life going with quarantine? I know that's like the faux pas, everything like nobody talks about the weather anymore. Everybody's asking how's quarantine life. So. Every, the, the new the new thing is like, how are you holding up? How are you doing? How are you holding up like, during these unprecedented what? times? <laughs> I just like being able to wake up like ten minutes before work, do what I have to do. My oh yeah, I feel that. Break breakfast and then it's like okay, five o'clock hits and it's like oh good, I can just go back to bed. <laughs> Honestly, like. Like I, it got to the point where I was like grinding out during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I was doing my full, my full eight hour days, maybe yeah. eight, maybe nine. If I no. really was like grinding out. Right. No. And, but now I'm, I'm on this like summer hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like nine to three thirty. <laughs> no. Yep. I, mine's nine to one right now. So, Ooh, which is love so that. nice. I know it's so nice, but I also agree. You know, a lot of people you do, they say you work more when you work from you home. Do. So it's a twist. They try to get you. I'm like, not me, not me, not today, Satan. No. <laughs> I'm like, the work will be there tomorrow. Exactly. You figure it out. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Okay. So a part of my podcast, I like to do a vibe check, which is basically like the opportunity to have a sidebar about whatever's going on in your mind and just read the room, see how things are mentally, life, everything that encompasses it. So how are we doing? What's the vibes? Honestly, like it's a, it's kind of like a weird vibe to be honest, because I'm on a, I'm a, I'm on this like fine line of like, I'm really kind of happy because like so many amazing things are happening in my life and like um I'm moving soon and um I've found roommates and like it's so exciting like you have like the next you kind of have like the next steps of your life planned out which is like nice to have considering that you go through your first year of postgrad and you're like what the fuck is going on dude (laughs) so it's nice to to have you know that and like just have something new and fresh to deal with or look forward to. But it's also hard because of all this like Black Lives Matter stuff going on and just social media is not it right now. I'm just like, as much as I want to like use my influence and, you know, help to educate people and stuff like that, like it's just so draining right now. And it's just so negative. So negative. It's just so, it's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like on this like weird, like 
I, I should go on. I shouldn't. Like, I'm like sparingly like posting here and there. I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't know. I've just been like a weird, weird thing. So I've been like in between. So I definitely feel that with going into like the Corona and now all the Black Lives Matter and the police brutality, mm-hmm. I, in, in a way, like I'm thankful that people are finally getting it. Right. Like a little bit more than when all of these other people like Michael Brown, like Philandro Fil- Castro, mm-hmm. Castillo, Trayvon Martin, Trayvon yeah. Martin, like people, mm-hmm. some people got it that weren't black people, but like the, it feels like more of the majority mm-hmm. are like, oh, this is a global issue and it's really bad in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but now I'm like at the place where like, I don't, I want to use social media because I want to stay in the know. I also want to check the people that aren't saying anything so I can me- mentally right. get you out of my life. Be like, all right, bye. Cause I'll see you. <laughs> like I have unfollowed so many people. Jeez. No, I don't even feel bad. Goodbye. Like you're not mm-hmm. on my side. If you're not with me, you're against me. Like mm-hmm. what? So what are yeah. you saying? Yeah. So now I try to use Twitter because I feel like that's the only place where I'm getting like non-biased news from like, mm. I'm not watching CNN, Fox, NBC. I know a lot of people don't, a lot of people use, do use social media to get their news. It's like, that's just the normal now. So. Right. Yeah. And my mom watches the news, mm-hmm. but, and she'll, I think the, I think she's like a baby boomer. Whatever's between the millennials and the baby boomers. Those people? Is there something? <laughs> I think there is because she's I in her there is, 40s. Actually. I think so she's yeah, not I a think boomer. There so whatever that oh. is. Oh, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it right now. I think right. right. Yeah. So, and that, they're the people that are like, oh, like, I'm glad that someone's finally doing something. We're making changes. And I'm like, no, you guys aren't doing anything. It's <laughs> And the Gen Zs, you guys are out here on your ass, yeah. on the couch. <laughs> yeah, doing- yeah. I know. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I've been watching, I'm someone who watches the news often, like, because I find a lot of value in really educating myself and, like, getting different perspectives in order to, like, shape my own. Because I, I don't want to, as much as, like, I respect that I have my own experience, but I also expect that of others. So I want to always surround myself with different ideas and stuff like that. So I always, I always watch the news and then I always go on social media. Twitter, love Twitter, honestly. Like, I cannot believe Twitter's for free. Like, I really think I should be paying a subscription for it because the quality content that's on there. Across the board, 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> yeah, really, truly. So I am, I'm there with you on that. But yeah, it's okay. been definitely very weird. So yeah, very weird. So would you say vibe check pass? How are we yes. feeling? Yeah, good. Good. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. Really with you. Although I was listening to your podcast on the way, on the way home. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about something that I feel has really like taken a toll on like the past couple of weeks. It's just been something on my mind. Yeah. The fact that my twenties, like it's such a, I was listening to your identity capital episode. Yeah. And I was just thinking about like, damn, this, the twenties, like there, there's so much variety in life as a 20 something. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of fellow podcasters who also have similar 20 something podcast topics, mm-hmm. but a 20 something podcast that from someone who's 21 or 20 to 22, someone still in college or figuring mm-hmm. it out is a lot different than for me, two years post-grad, right. I've already navigated through a lot of those spaces. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, damn, 
And now I'm like, what? I'm 24. Like, what happens at 26 to 28? Like, yeah, like <laughs> what is what is next? Like, I don't know. Like, it's scary. No, and that's that's the beauty of it too, though. That's the beauty. Like, that you just never know what to expect. And there's, I think that's why like we need to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves right now because there's so much more to experience and there's so many more building blocks that we have to create that we've yet to even see so it makes things more fun it's, it's scary of course but like there's a variety of things you'll experience and it's it's always fun so yeah 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 I agree and then it what really resonated with with what you said is this idea of everybody saying oh you have time you yeah. can figure it out I'm like Bitch, you're lying. No, no, literally. Okay, <laughs> let me just for a second. Yes, because I just, everyone's like, follow your dreams. You have time. And it's like, girl. Where? <laughs> it's like, yes, but also, how are you using that time? Because the thing is, the more time you really waste, like, you're not building up those building blocks that help you become the person you want to be. So at the same time, it's like, you want to maximize it. Like, don't be passive, you know? So yeah, I agree. It's like, a, it's really weird. It's Actually. so weird. And then seeing, and especially with this, with what's going on in the world, I'm like, can you really tell me that I, as a black woman and as a black person have time? Because mm-hmm. you people are killing us. I know. You have time. No, I agree. And that's why, see, that's the why and the way I am, because I'm someone who's very much a go-getter and like, I try to look for opportunities and potential, right? And I try to see that in other people as well, so that I can help them grow, but they can also help me grow. And in a way, it's because of my personality and how I am. But it's also because as a Black woman, I don't have the time to make mistakes, really. I wish I did, but I don't because everyone pins that on you. And like that can be used against you or like you you are just so much harder on yourself because society makes you feel that way. So it's like you really don't have time. <laughs> you don't have time. It's really unfortunate, but, you know, it's just finding that balance, you know. Yeah, we're, I'm trying to figure it out. One day at a time. I, I'm thinking yeah. one year at a time has been my new goal. Like, what can I do by the end right. of this year? Right, exactly. But don't, 2020 don't is canceled, so we're going to try again next year. Oh, we're <laughs> oh, no, we're out of here so fast. I feel like I'm ready. <laughs> but, like, I'm upset because this is supposed to be my Kobe year, RIP Kobe. And I was just like, I, this was supposed to be the year that I was supposed to thrive. So I'm going to be 24 next year too. Like, who's going to yeah. stop me? <laughs> oh, twice. Redo. Redo. It's okay. Nestle, you're still thriving. Listen, no matter how bad or crazy things can get, some days are like really bad and like some days are not, but you're still thriving. I'm seeing you and I'm like, this girl is doing the damn thing. And she needs Thank to you. what people are telling her. So there you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. Okay, let's get into the the meat of today's episode. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about microaggressions because I felt it's still important where I want to continue my content. And I took a two-week break because I just really wasn't in the headspace to record new episodes with everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to continue the conversation and maybe not necessarily have it be so heavy because I know talking Mm -hmm. about uh, systemic racism, that takes a toll. Like I I mentally can't do it. (laughs) But so I want to talk about things that are very relevant and things that happen on a day-to-day basis that people don't necessarily realize, but it actually has an effect on people of color and more specifically of black people. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about microaggressions this episode. And I wanted to start off by going into the definition of the word as told by um, a Columbia professor. They study, I think they're a counseling psychology mm-hmm. professor. Um, and his quote says, every day, Everyday verbal, nonverbal, and environmental slights, snubs, or insults 
whether intentional or unintentional, which communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative messages to target persons based solely on their marginalized group membership. Hmm. And I know microaggressions can be interpreted differently. So I feel like it would be valuable for both of us to say our interpretation of it if someone had to ask you what layman's terms, how you would describe microaggressions, what would you say? I would say that, and I know if I, if I, the way I'm going to phrase this might make it seem like it's intentional, which honestly, I think a lot of this is, but I want to acknowledge that. In a way, yes. In a way. um, I do want to acknowledge that there is, there are microaggressions from people that are unintentional, but I just want to put it simply like it's, it's coded language that, you know, is really based and generated off of stereotypes that society puts in place, whether it's through media. (laughs) It's like a backhanded compliment. And it's almost as if like deep down, this person probably, and in some cases, some people do just like actively know that they're saying something that's a slighted comment. Mm -hmm. But for in the case that it's an unintentional, it's a way of them trying to be nice, but their prejudices and assumptions that are ingrained into them show through the nice thing that they say. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you're you tell me, oh, you're so articulate. And I'm like, what does that, what does that mean? Right. What, what are like, you trying to tell me? Why are you me? saying that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think microaggressions, I don't think people really realize it. And I think now's a great time to have this conversation because the, everybody's trying to actively be anti-racist. And while it is important to do all of the things to be actively anti-racist also you have to like unlearn a lot of the things that they have been saying that they're by used to right like their Mm -hmm. people of color friends never necessarily said because i know i'm guilty of not necessarily correcting oh yeah me too microaggression because no what are you supposed to say i i mean how do you first of all (laughs) <laughs> it, it sometimes it doesn't even hit you until after the fact and then it's right. like okay you look back and it's like okay well what could I have done differently like what am I supposed to say like hello like like why are you saying that I'm the only black girl who looks pretty like what you know what I'm saying like how do you even approach that conversation it's, it's tough right and then with like I would feel comfortable having it with friends mm-hmm. if and for the most part I would say there's probably three instances where I can think of where any of my friends may have made a comment and they didn't realize that it was an issue. And then I say, oh no, mm-hmm. let's, let's learn. We're mm-hmm. gonna take this. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> We're going to use this as a learning opportunity. Right. But in other cases where you're like out and about, you're talking to strangers, you're in the workplace, it's like harder to navigate those instances because mm-hmm. Like, while it is an issue, and I think maybe this is something that I need to unlearn the point where I, to the point where I'm just like, okay, like, whatever. And that mm-hmm. really shouldn't be okay. But mm-hmm. for me, like, that's just something that now I'm just like, whatever. They're annoying. Right. Goodbye. But you know what? I think that the reason why is because it just, it's the easier route. Like, you know, it's less confrontational. You don't want, especially when you're in the workplace, like you don't, you don't, at least for me, I don't want to feel like I'm causing a disruption, disruption or like any, like making things awkward or like things like that and I just find it easier to be like okay like it's okay I can deal with this later like it doesn't matter like that's not important but it's so important for us to be upfront to share our feelings and communicate those things because essentially that's what 
helps to create the environment that we want to see, right? A, a more, you know, diverse, inclusive, um, you know, self-aware environment. Um, and that's not going to happen unless we speak up on it right away. So. Exactly. And talking about the workplace leads into my next thing where I did, I was reading an article by women in the workplace. And I think this um, research article came out in 2019, mm -hmm. where they really took and paid attention to the fact that microaggressions can take various forms. I've heard it passively in just like, oh, you sound white or, or, you so, or mm -hmm. you're so articulate in like a social setting. But in the workplace, I've also experienced it. And they, mm -hmm. so they laid out the five microaggressions and I kind of wanted to go through each and each topic and kind of talk about if you've had a personal experience or how you would navigate any mm -hmm. one of these scenarios to kind of like build a dialogue and allow people to be aware of some of these instances where they don't necessarily think they probably don't think it's an issue but mm -hmm. to me like I know I might not think of it as an issue when I first come across it but I'm someone who will play back conversations in my head naturally mm -hmm. So I'll go back in the conversation. I'm just like, ooh, wait a minute. This, yeah. this wasn't okay. <laughs> that, was, that was actually problematic, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so the first one is having to provide evidence of your competence more than others. Oh my God, yeah. I have, this has happened to me for sure before. And I know, so the, the first thing that comes to mind is like, just, I don't even know how to explain this. <laughs> it's... It's, this has definitely happened to me before. And I've always, when, when this has come up in like a subtle comment of like, um, like it's kind of like when someone like questions you multiple times on something or like tries to attribute something that maybe, and maybe this is a little different, but they try to attribute like your success or like competence to something else other than you yourself being able to achieve that on your own. Right. Uh, and it, that's always so hard. And for me, what I've always said is like, I've always brought up my experience and my qualifications right then and there. And whether it's not like me reading my whole resume, but it's, it's more of like me saying, well, actually, I think that um, I can do this because I've had experience in this before. And this is what I've seen. Like just, just a general brief, like just explanation of that. That's how I've always navigated it. But I know it. I mean, it's always hard to do that because it kind of, it's kind of like a blow to you almost. It's like, well, it makes you insecure and like, you don't really, again, this, this is one where you don't realize it really until maybe afterwards and you feel a lot more insecure about it. Um, but if I was asked this in the moment, I would definitely be like, well, like I feel this way because of my experience in this. And then just like leave it at that. And that usually gets them like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I, right. Like, Oh, she actually knows, which is annoying. Like the fact right. that you even have to prove yourself is annoying, right. but I'm glad you are able to respect them and you shouldn't yeah. have to. Yeah. You should exactly. not have to. I, I don't think, so I've been my, I've been two years post-grad. The first year mm -hmm. was a trial run. I was doing an internship. I was like working as a server. I don't really count yeah. that as like my full blown, like, okay, I'm in the adult workforce. So, but this past year is like, my my year this is like okay nestle you're actually doing this and i'm mm -hmm. on a really i'm really thankful to be on the team that i that i am on i work for a financial services tech company not mm -hmm. it's all men and mm. the finance portion is typically white men white older oh. men 
(laughs) Exactly. So there's already a lack of diversity. And with older companies that have been around that aren't as liberal, they tend to not have that many young people. So there's not that many young people in general in my office. My office holds maybe like 3,000 people. And -hmm. I would say maybe there's 200 like millennial people. Mm -hmm. Um, But my team, I am the youngest on the team and I'm 24. Mm -hmm. My director is... 28 i think at this oh, point in time okay. so he is super young he yeah, yeah he has climbed he's gotten a promotion every single year and he's also wow. a person of color in okay. in my entire team it's just young people just doing the damn thing wow. super super successful super driven and it's it's a great space to be in and i know i want to be in seattle and i want to eventually move but like i am really not looking forward to the day where I leave that particular team because I just know that the likelihood of me getting that space is just going to be rare. So I, so with that, I've never experienced like having to prove my competence in my team, but I've gone to like work networking events. And I tell people that I do analytics because I do product development analytics for my, my business, the group that's within um, the company. Mm -hmm. And people are always asking me, so like, oh, so what actually do you do? And Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what's, do you want to know like the formulas? Do you want to know my my qualifications? (laughs) Like, like, do you want me to just spew off like terms so you can know that I actually know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, do you, like, do you want to talk about sprints and agile development? Like, what? I yeah no I agree it's like what do you want me to say about this like I said what I said that's it and I and I think that's I think that is what they want they just want because I know they probably think that I just like slapped a name on it but they want to know what you actually do because I know in in like corporate America it's true like you'll give someone a title and then I I could ask you but what do you actually do and it could be completely different for me a title Mm -hmm. I get that but like why are you asking me are you asking me this because you don't like believe that I'm qualified to do what I'm supposedly doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Very frustrating. Uh, no, I'm, I'm like mad now. Like hearing that. I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I have my glass of champagne. I'm going to have to pour another glass because, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're, we're getting into it. And that was just only number one. So let's go. <laughs> you guys are in for a ride. I'm telling you. Um, but I think the second one kind of ties into it. It's, the second one is having your judgment questioned in your area of expertise, which mm-hmm. I've experienced a lot because I've been on this team doing metrics and I will oftentimes, there's a, there's a guy on my team who went to like the, the most well-known like tech school. These are people that go for a STEM, like they're engineers go to this school. He was a math major <clears throat> and he's extremely intelligent. So whenever we're in meetings, I have been trying to grow and assume his, I don't want to say his position, but I want to be able to understand the metrics from a little bit more of a, like, um, mathematical term Mm -hmm. i'm able to translate the metrics into a business conversation Mm -hmm. because he's a stem person so he doesn't he doesn't him and talking to people not a good not a good look no not a good look (laughs) (laughs) just like don't do that please don't like right that's a that's a really you have a very critical role you have a very critical role but it gets frustrating because if we're both in a call they'll Mm -hmm. only want to talk about they will only want to talk to him and we could say the same thing, 
and they won't listen to me. But if he reiterates and says, oh, Nestle was right, they're like, oh, okay. Excuse oh me? God, I'm, I can't. I'm sick. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm so annoyed because that's happened to me multiple times. Um, and I mean, like when I hear you talk about that and like what, you know, this microaggression, I think about when, um, so I was student body president of, of my school at UConn. Um, so it's like pretty much like a 40 hour a week role. So it's kind of like I'm working a full-time job on top of, oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's like, I was representing 24,000 students. So it's like, you were doing like the work, like I was not sleeping. I was like, Oh, crazy. But one of the things that would always happen was this very, this very exact thing where I, I was the president, like, you can't go any higher than that. But people would literally, like, I'd say something or have an idea or implement. And then people even, like, on my own team sometimes would go around and ask someone else and be like, what do you think about this? I think, like, you understand this more. I'm like, are they the president? No, I am the president. I make the choice. Like, trust me. Like, you know, you elected me to do this job. So trust what I do, you know? It's so frustrating because it makes you think that you aren't qualified also for the position that you very well deserve. So it's, it's very, uh, yeah. It's it very sucks. <laughs> it honestly it does sucks. suck. And I have that happen all the time where someone's like, oh, can you, can someone else confirm that she's yeah. just like not talking out of her ass? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, sure, confirm, but like, what? <laughs> and it's always like in an instance, it's like the classic, like, let me speak to a manager and the manager's going yes. to just tell you the same thing that yes. I just told you. <laughs> yep, yep. Like, what a waste of time for both you and I. Like, what like, Ooh, now, now you're going to embarrass yourself. Congrats. Skirt, <laughs> <laughs> skirt. Embarrass yourself. That's not my problem. Enjoy. Okay, what about... <laughs> Having others take or receive credit for your ideas. All the time. All the time. <laughs> All the time. I completely, oh my God, here we go. So again, this is like going back to when I was, I was president, for example, even discontinued after the fact when I was after being president. So at UConn, you know, there were a lot of, uh, we had a lot of issues with, you know, mental health and everything like that. And so one of the things that I worked on when I was president was really creating programming to understand um, the mental health um, status of our institution, like what programs we have in place, like, um, like what can we do about it, like what students are looking for um, in order to improve the pro programming and we can better service them. And so it's something I've, I've been, my, I and my team have been working on for like a year, like literally the full year I was president. Um, and <laughs> literally, so something, something happened this past year when I wasn't there and um, an email was sent out to the whole school about how the, how UConn is now implementing this program. And um, it was a program that like me and my team helped to bring in. Right. And we didn't, weren't given any credit at all. Like literally like they, they took credit for it, the president of the, of UConn and um, sent this email and I saw the email. So I'm like reading this thing and I'm like, you I, like, this was not your thing. Like you guys didn't even want to do this after this. Like you guys didn't even want to pay for this program, but here we are like, <laughs> you're taking credit for something that's so important. I remember like reading this article from, um, uh, this the student like news media or whatever and um they mentioned like other people on my team who were part of it which was great like they deserved that credit for sure and then it, when it came to me they were like 
the former student body president didn't even give my name like didn't even give anything and for someone who is so used to like not getting credit for things I've done that I've worked like bent bent over backwards for things like I'm so used to not getting credit for stuff and like seeing that I was like oh this is this is it like I'm so tired (laughs) of this you know it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> so obnoxious. And I've experienced that too in my team because a lot of times me and another person on my team are building these reports, but the, uh, the lead that would go into the calls, they would deliver the reports to the groups, but I, we would never get the thank you and the recognition. So for me, there was a particular report that I dealt with these demons for, for like a six month project. Like we, they would give us requirements. We would do them. It's wrong. I'm like, what do you mean it's wrong? We gave, you gave me the requirements. Mm -hmm. I did what you said. So we would go into the meetings and they would say, oh, this is wrong. But then they would thank the person like, this is wrong, but thank you so much for like doing this report. And they, they would call it like that person, Joe's report. They were like, Oh, Joe, thank you for your report. Mm -hmm. Joe's report. And I'm like, but Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know. I know. And it's so frustrating. And it's, and I think, I don't think that has been remedied, but it has gotten to the point where now I just go into the meetings and I make it known myself that I am doing the work, Mm -hmm. which in a way like does solve it. But I want other people to go out of their way. Like don't, I wouldn't take credit for something that I know I didn't do. Like, Mm -hmm. like what, why? (laughs) And the thing is, the thing is people don't realize how like demotivating that is because like why why would you do something if you people want to be appreciated at the end of the day people want to be recognized and appreciated and loved and if you don't show that to other people it's really demotivating and it's like if I am like if I have like my hair short one day just out in an afro one day and the next day and I, I the next day I'm sporting a straight hair wig okay please don't ask me oh Amma, your hair grows fast overnight what did you go to college? You paid all this money to critically think and you couldn't even think about that comment before you made it. Please. Please. Deductive reasoning, <laughs> critical thinking, like, like where is it? <laughs> where, where did you think that? No. Okay. So for, no. And, and the thing is, I, I, I'm so glad to be like, no, it's not my real hair. You know why? Because this is a protective style because that is, I'm, I'm so happy to th- explain these things, but sometimes people just like, Oh boy. <laughs> but are you able, because for me, I'm able to decipher people that are just like actually curious and actually want to learn over people that like are looking at me like I'm some like test specimen. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, it is, you can definitely tell. I feel like you can definitely tell because some, the thing is like sometimes when they ask that question, it sparks like an actual dialogue and I actually feel like I can help in their understanding. And so that's nice. But sometimes people just like to say it to make it like, oh, she wears a wig. Like everyone should know she's wearing a wig or everyone should know she's doing, you know, like things like that. Or they they treat it like, yeah, like almost like you're a test specimen almost. It's just very uncomfortable. It's like when people touch your hair and it's like, (laughs) why? <laughs> it's like, why are you touching my hair, please? You know how long it took me to like wash dry condition, please. Oh no, get it out, <laughs> get Wait out. So, so my my first year, I went to a pro- predominantly white school. I mm-hmm. am an only child. 
my first experience living with other people were three white girls. We had mm-hmm. a four by four, which was great. Like mm-hmm. four, everybody had their own space, but yeah. like they were confused when like I was like in the kitchen washing my hair, like because the kitchen is the hair salon. What That's do you like- mean? <laughs> No, like, why do you have the? Oh my God, I'm done. We, <laughs> no, the kitchen is the hair salon. I don't understand. Like, you should. I feel like that should be in the roommate contract. Like, the, if there is a black person in your your roommate group, you're you're definitely going to see them washing their hair in the kitchen sink. Right, and and like they they never got mad, but they like looked at me, and I'm like, girl, I cleaned this sink so well before I even put my hair in it. It's probably oh, yeah. cleaner than you guys have ever ever cleaned your room. <laughs> It's true. I actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like do a deep clean before I'm sticking my head in there. Absolutely you have not. To. You want last night's pasta noodles in your hair? Girl, I'm trying to wash. Hold on a second. And then yeah. like when I have like my natural hair because I'm about to get a braid, like I'm mm-hmm. about to get my hair braided. They're like, mm-hmm. what? Nestle, what? What? <laughs> and then I come back like after like an eight hour day and like I got braids now. Like, ooh, I'm a bad bitch again. <laughs> Oh, I'm back in my element. I'm good. I was in my element. Second. I was off for a second because truthfully, like I can be the first to admit that I am not. I will pay someone to do my hair. I do not. I need to be better at learning how to do my hair. That's okay. it's, it's a work in progress. But if I'm at the place where I can pay someone else to do it, then that's the tea. We're that's going. It, that, that is what we're doing. The thing is, our hair is like a lifelong like like commitment like you right. you're always learning so it's okay like don't even- I wish I could be a bald baddie I really do <laughs> honestly yeah because people be people be rocking those looks and I'm like I can't do that but like imagine like oh get my do-rag get my br- oof the waves <laughs> oh my oof. god yeah no, the waves on god. swim yes <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, it's true. I just throw on the wig. I, I either buy the wig, throw it on, or I just pay to get someone. Oh, girl, we're going to have to talk about wigs. I really want to dabble. I want to see what's the tea. I'm no, going to yes. find out. I'll tell you. I'll okay. Tell you. <laughs> okay. Next one. Mm-hmm. You are very pretty for a black girl. Can we? All right. I'm ending this right now. <laughs> gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> I need. Okay. PSA, everybody. Like, first of all, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I actually, no, because I think the fact, I think this is one of the ones where people actually think it's a compliment. And I'm like, they do, they really do. And I'm just like, wh- where did you think that was appropriate to say this? Like, what are you saying? Like, what are you, like, I just don't, this is my thing with the microaggressions just in general, especially with this one, again, is the critical thinking part. Like, I don't have a problem. I really don't. But it's just like, think about things before you say it. Like, when you're saying, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. I, my automatic reaction is like, okay, so what, what is your idea of black women? What do you think they look like? What do you, how do you picture, perceive their image? Because I think that's a little bit, that's problematic. And that's, right. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be the exception to whatever your perception is. <laughs> it's just like, uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't understand. And like, when I listen, I don't like, what am I supposed to, I don't say anything. Like, what am I supposed to say? What do you say? Say thank you? Like, no. Like, you just did all my, my black sisters dirty. Like, what? I said, maybe they don't want your crusty ass anyway. Goodbye. Anyway, right. <laughs> right. I'm like, wait a second. Now I know how who you are. So I'm just going to end this now. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. Oh. Next one. You're not like the others. Like other who? 
That that's what I want to know. I'm like, what? I, I the just others. understand. It's it's like when they say it's 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 like when they say oh like you act white. Like what does that what does that mean? <laughs> it's this it's the same exact cadence. Like what what does that mean? Really interesting. So my mom actually does this, mm. and oh. I am living with her at mm. the moment. Mm. And I also. And it's like really not bad. Like she's always said this. Hmm. So whatever. But there, I think there is a time. I don't want to call it a lost cause because it's not. There's always room for growth. Yeah. But so she'll, I have a variety of friends. I have like, I have black friends. I think she sometimes believes that I don't have black friends. I'm just like, what are you saying? Mm. But like, I also have white friends. I have like Asian friends. It's all across the board. And even if I have white friends, they're woke white friends. They are Mm. probably more woke than some black people. Like, and those Mm. are the people that I will allow in my circle. Okay. And just because I like, like to hit, like what are white activities? Actually, no, white activities. That's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) actually, (laughs) because there are just some things that you like deep sea fishing i don't know if you're gonna catch many black people no like, <laughs> <laughs> probably not but probably not yeah but yeah. i just like it frustrates me she's like she's like nessie's white i'm like what if, no i'm what not i mean i think i think it's just at least for me how i picture it is just like you're completely disregarding the person's experience because again, like I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. I went to private Catholic schools in my, for my education. Woo! So I was, yeah, woo, was money, that? money spent, <laughs> money, money spent. I'm like, woo, my, my parents really sacrificed a lot and they, they're immigrants and they, they work really hard to put my brothers and I where we needed to be. And they really sacrificed. And because of like my upbringing, I, I grew up in a different setting and that contributes to the experience I have, my interest, my interest, the way I speak, things like that. Right. But that shouldn't attribute, that shouldn't like um, attribute me to a group of people, like in terms of like being white, like what does that mean? Like, are you saying that black people can't also be well-spoken? They can't also be interested in these certain things. No, like, again, it's all the experience and everyone needs to respect that. And it's, it's just like, why, I don't even, I know what else to say. I'm just annoyed. I hate that. <laughs> it's okay. Because we're, we're about to dive into one that I know okay. that it's just, it's just going to get to us. Okay. <laughs> Why are your names always so difficult to pronounce? Oh my God. My letter, my name has three letters in it. <laughs> three letters. Ama. Just like, uh, this is the thing. Like people don't even, I think people, again, it might be, maybe it's like, they don't want to offend or whatever, but I, I'd rather have the discussion. Just ask me. I get so touched when people say like, Alma, how do you pronounce your name? Because I actually don't get that a lot. I, I, I just have people go ahead and butcher it, which sure, whatever, but you know, like <laughs> call, they gave call, it me, a Am- call me Ama. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, call me Ama. That's fine. Like, go ahead. I'll just accept it. But you know, like it, it shows that you really care about the identity of that person like you're taking that extra step um and i just don't understand like why you have to write it off and say like well why is your your name so difficult like as it, as if it's like a burden on them like it's a problem for you to even be talking to me because it's like i can't even say your name it's that difficult it's like very 
like, like it makes you just, again, it makes you feel like a burden. It's annoying. I agree. agree. And, and I just think that just because we're living in a Western culture where in majority of the people are like names are Karen and John, Mm -hmm. just because we're, we're living in this atmosphere doesn't mean that you can't take the time to right. learn a new name. Like, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. And that's, I, I said this in my, my podcast, my one about being black in America. I said, one, I think the issue here, one of the issues here is that people aren't curious or willing to learn about other people's cultures and experiences. Like there's no genuine excitement about that. And that comes down to just even wanting to pronounce someone's name right. Like you guys, like people are so in their box, in their, like own mindset that don't even want to go out of it to even experience these things. And it's such a problem. It's such, and that leads to a lot of the stereotypes we see because people, it's just easier to accept them. Um, it, it's, it's such a problem. <laughs> and then you can tell that people just don't care because like my, first of all, my name is a very well-known company. I, I really- <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and in that regard, one, it's actually a word. It's not the pronoun- pronunciation that I use for my name, but Nestle is a word. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So can we, t- like, they don't even say Nestle, though. I'll get Nestali, Nest. Nesty, I've I've honestly heard it all, and then people sometimes they just don't even try it, and they just go Miss Mitchell, and I'm just oh <laughs> oh we went professional now. Wait oh, read the room. Where are we? <laughs> Miss Mitchell. So, and, but and I hate to admit it, but sometimes I'll go. Actually, not sometimes. This is actually something that I do every time. Every time that I'm out of place, that like Starbucks, we'll use Starbucks for instance. Mm-hmm. I'm Rachel. Oh my I'm Rachel. Sometimes it'd be like, <laughs> that's it. All right. I this is who be, I am. I Amanda, don't worry. I was, I was, I just, <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> and that's so, and like my white friends were like laugh, the laugh, they're like, Nestle, what? And, and they get, they get it, but like you get it a little bit more than no. they get it because I'm just like, I, I don't have time. I don't no. want to hear my name butchered. Like, I just don't want to deal with it. have to explain. Yeah. <laughs> and like in Starbucks, like I don't expect them to take the time. The people that do, I'm like, oh, wow. I actually appreciate right? you. It's a surprise. It, it is a surprise. surprise. Yeah. But like in a fast food place, like I wouldn't expect you to take the time out to say, oh, how do you pronounce it? I do spell my name out. Like naturally, yeah. if I say Nestle, like I'm going to spell the name out. And when they still fuck that up, I get pissed off. <laughs> I what what I hate is when you know it's like the first day of school and it's like um they I so my name roll is call. Ama Apia the roll call so I'm the first name every single time on the roll call because my name is Ama Apia so d- double A is like it's inevitable like I'm gonna be the first one and every time they'll, <laughs> they'll pause and then look at the roll call list and be like okay if um if I mispronounce your name I'm so <laughs> so sorry and I'm like. I'm here. I'm here. It's Please. me. My name. It's okay. Just skip. I'm here. I'm present. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. Oh, so unfortunate. I'm like, my name is literally three letters. Just please. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh, how about, <clears throat> let's take a deep breath for, for these next, these final two that are coming our way. Okay. okay. I'm not racist. I have black friends. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> That's all I got. 
Honestly, that's fair. That's that's all you need. <laughs> just just say you're racist and go. <laughs> and honestly, you don't even have to say you don't even have to say you're racist because once that utters your lips, like you fixed your lips to say that. Say it. I, Oh my God. <laughs> went in your mind like you had at least five seconds to think about what you're gonna say next and that was it that that was the one and you Wait. thought you snapped like <laughs> thought you go off sis i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no oh. but it's like what does having black friends give you like a credential what you got a, a, a master's in in blackity black black what does that <laughs> blackity, mean black. <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> black friends what what does that mean last time i checked you're still saying all these microaggressions like right like you're out here saying the n-word in songs but you think it's okay because you have black mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. oh no oh no and that's and that's with other people of color too like all right. of them i'm like all of y'all i'm watching y'all don't think i'm not don't you better <laughs> fix your, you better fix your lips to use the radio version that doesn't say the curse word clean version <laughs> like what what <laughs> I so better not be seeing the explicit version there. <laughs> exactly. So I had an, I was an RA for like three of the four years that I was in college. Mm-hmm. And this one girl, she, oh, first of all, I already knew, she, I'd been knew she was a Trump supporter. And like, <laughs> that's your prerogative. Yeah. I am in a space where I have to be nice to you because we are coworkers. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we would like go drive to RA training together. And like, she liked listening to rap music like all the the, the racists always love to consume our content they like to oh, listen yeah. to our music mm-hmm. they like to be about it but they don't actually care about our human rights it's yep. wild yeah <laughs> so <laughs> she i remember the day we were like listening to drake and i was oh, like no. oh okay it's lit and like some like some drake songs like they if they say very little N words. If some some of them that don't say it at all, but mm. I can't remember the song. But it had it several times. And <laughs> which song was this? I need to know. Actually, that. no. She skipped it. She because she didn't want to listen to it. So guess what the song that came up? And this is the song that made me snap on her. It was <laughs> it was N word in Paris by Jay Z. <laughs> uh, mm. And I was like. <laughs> you guys could see that right now <laughs> and this might be the clip that i have to like put onto the gram because <laughs> i like you know deep down inside like you have a feeling that this is going to go horribly wrong <laughs> like, is this not going to end well no so <laughs> like within like the first like 10 bars like the n-word is dropped like three times like she, yeah. she was out she was in it she was <sighs> And she looked over at me. She's like, Nestle, like, are you okay? And I'm, are you kidding me? <laughs> what? Okay, wait a second. Wait a damn minute. Hold on. Hold no. On. Hold no, on. I'm not okay. Because first of all, you saw in the title that this is, was, this is what was going to happen. You saw that this was, you knew how this was going to end. And you still did it. You still did it. And, and on top of that, you went in on the word. Like, I felt it. I, I felt it. And I was just like, uh uh-uh, uh. Like, you damn, I really am in Paris. <laughs> right. And it like felt like like you felt she felt it more strongly than like Jay-Z and Kanye could ever. Like she <laughs> She was like she was like, Yeah, my ancestors were the ones who went through that. Like, I know I was there in the eighteen hundreds. 
It's like, yeah, you were the slave owners. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that. (laughs) So then, like, the the argument that they always use is, oh, if it's in a song, I I can use it. Mm. No. Mm. No, honey. Mm. This wasn't made for you. (laughs) And honestly, and honestly, I fight this battle too of my, with myself of like, okay, maybe we shouldn't even say it. Like I, for for me personally, I don't, I don't like at all. And like, but I'm not going to prevent another black person from saying it. Cause that's, that's their experience. You know what I'm saying? Like that's our shared experience. And they, like, if they want to use that to express themselves, especially in art and in a music form then like go about it but as for someone who's not in that category why what what did you go through to make you feel like warrant it you yeah did you like i don't understand did you have to go through people like mispronouncing your name or calling you the uh uh, saying that you're pretty for a black girl like did you go through that i really don't think so so like it doesn't make sense and for me like I would say that it's very rare that I use that word mm. but I have like if it feels right in the moment in the or moment. if it's in a song like I won't filter myself I'm just gonna sing the song like what, whatever right. yeah but I don't know people I it's just like a battle that like this is the hill that people want to die on like you really <laughs> want to say I'm like of all the hills in this uh, in this place you want to pick that one all right okay <laughs> Okay, and then lastly is I've always wanted to date a black girl. Okay, this is what I don't understand. I'm like, am I exotic? Because last time I checked, like, what? <laughs> like, am I supposed to be a prize? Like, what is this? What does that mean? Like, and then there's a lot. I, I feel like there's just a lot to be, like, a lot for me to wonder. What aspects, first of all, are you capable of handling and dating a black girl because I'm mm-hmm. not just going to be passively idly dealing with your bullshit. I'm gonna call your ass out. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this. <laughs> so I don't know if you think that I'm just gonna be a stay at home mom and like um, I mean that's your if that's your prerogative, good good for you. But for that, you, yeah, do what you want. But that's not personally what you want to do. That's yeah. not me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not gonna just like bend at your your every will. Like whatever you want is is okay with me. No, mm-hmm. honey. No. Are you gonna be confused when I take off my wig at the end of the night? When right. I take out my braids. Are you no. gonna understand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want you to be. I don't want you to be confused when I have cornrows in for one second. Next <laughs> I, second, I got long straight hair. I just want you to know that's just how the deal is. Right. And at this point, like, are you? Do you have like a checklist of like <laughs> races that you want to date? Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I and, then, and then another question another thing that I get on dating apps or will be like I match with a guy we'll use a white guy for example I match with a white guy and he goes so are you into white guys what we matched <laughs> why <laughs> yeah yeah wait a second hold on I'm like did we match or not because <laughs> I now I'm confused like how does this work yet am I using the app right like I thought <laughs> it's like the algorithm fuck like what's going on oh my god why do people ask these dumb ass questions i'm so sorry i'm i really hope i'm not coming across as like you know that bitch but i just i just really want to know because i really see people pay thousands of dollars to attend a university and for what for you to ask me if i'm into black guy or white white guys after we've just matched like i i just don't Huh. I know they don't, I guess they don't correlate, but I just want, I just want some critical thinking. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I ask. And I'm just like, 
oh my oh my gosh <laughs> and like this is why like like this is why people are like i'll just date someone my race because they get it because yeah. then there's dumbasses out here <laughs> just being dumb yeah no it's it's a lot it's a lot of work and it's emo- you have to emotionally invest like just a lot so yeah it's, it's too much <laughs> for me okay so wrapping up i want to go over how would you go about a situation where you feel slighted about a microaggression and how if someone gave a microaggression how would you recommend they remedy a situation I would just say, I mean, I, again, I've said this so much throughout this episode, but I think it's just, I would say that the first thing I would do is remind them like about, like, think about what they said. Like, I'll be like, can you like say that again? <laughs> like, honestly, like, just be like, understand the cadence of what you just said and why that could be problematic. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to put words in people's mouths. I think one of the things that like I have said is that I don't want to be in your face about these things. I want you to critically think and understand why this could be a problem because this is something that's not me, right? It's not because of me and my people. It's because you have this certain bias. You have this certain perspective or experience for whatever reason. And so the first thing I would say is literally like saying like, you know, that's very uncomfortable for me to like hear. And like I want you to understand like why that is and I think having that dialogue opens up so so much more and that's definitely like one of the reasons like one of the things I would say and then from there just kind of also even honestly giving other examples as like why that's wrong kind of like using my personal experiences to back it up because I think one of the issues is that we're looking at this at a national level which makes you feel very disconnected from like everything that that's going on sometimes. And I think bringing down, bringing everything down to a personal level for them to understand that, like when you're saying these things, like these are the people that it affects, it affects people like me, people who are your friends, right? It hits you more, right? It's like, oh, wow. Like I'm hurting my friend. This is like a best friend of mine. And I'm saying this and it makes them uncomfortable. I should think about what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's kind of how I would go about it. So you said something that I think is very important to know, and maybe me, myself, I should do that more, where I ask someone to repeat what they said. Because when you ask them to repeat what they say, they have to actively think about what they said. And then as they're repeating it, it kind of helps them realize like, oh, that was probably like not okay to say. Right. Right. And it's uncomfortable. It's awkward as hell. It's so awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but... I like, again, like it's think about like when you're writing a paper or like, you know, they always tell you in class, like go through your paper again, like read it out loud and hear how it sounds like. And once you do that, then you understand like, oh, wow, like this worked or this didn't work. And I think people need to be held accountable in that way and actually hear what they're saying or thinking about, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that if someone is taking the time out to help you learn or address a microaggression, I think it's because like they want to maintain some sort of relationship with you. (laughs) And they think that you are capable or more than capable to acknowledge that this is an issue and learn. Because for me, if I know someone's a lost cause, I'm not going to bother addressing the <laughs> microaggression. But if I tell you that I, I have some faith in you, that mm-hmm. I believe in you, I think yeah. you can yeah. be better because it's, it takes a toll to even address the microaggressions. Like you said, they're awkward. 
nobody really wants to say it. And I do want to believe that in microaggressions don't always make someone a bad person. Some people are just like ingrained to have these prejudices just because they live a different life. They don't, they're not always capable of understanding how it could affect someone else's, Mm -hmm. but just like, don't, if you set a microaggression and me as a person of color, or even as a woman, in any case, really Mm -hmm. addresses this microaggression with you, just don't be defensive. You're, you're not on trial. Like I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You're you're not. (laughs) I just want you to explain. I, I want you to be able to actively think about the words that I'm telling to you. And for me to be able to explain to you what the microaggression is and as a sign of respect, acknowledge it and attempt to be better. Right. And if you continue to do it, then I, then I know then mm-hmm. like what's the true T, but I want to allow that space for you to learn and just listen. I think mm-hmm. that solves so much of like societal issues just taking right. the time to listen and learn. Yeah, exactly. And I I agree 100%. And I think even in the past like four weeks with all of this has been elevated. Um, that's one of my things is that as much as it is, as it is hard to be on social media and like go through all this stuff, but I'm very open and willing to have that discussion because I know that some people just genuinely don't know because again, like what you said, they've just never experienced that before. They haven't been exposed to these things and they've never had these conversations before. And that's why I'm personally very happy in, you know, starting it. But I mean, it's, it's always tough. It's a tough one to have, but it's necessary. Yeah, it's super tough because I feel like microaggressions are like that gray space, like where you're offended, but that person didn't necessarily mean to offend you. Right. And now you just have to navigate that space. Nobody wants to do it, but like no one does to make change, because if we just keep allowing it to happen, there will right. never change. And I will mm-hmm. just continually be bothered by people that say, oh, you're articulate. Oh, you sound white. Mm-hmm. Oh, you date. You you're pretty for a black girl. Like, mm-hmm. no, we need to cut that shit yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now like end it now. <laughs> it's, it's dead. It's, it's canceled. It's, it's over. <laughs> We're out of here with that. <laughs> exactly. But before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad that we had this conversation. I knew yeah. that it would be a great conversation, <laughs> but I was just like, Alma is that girl. Like she is that. <laughs> she is the tea. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I, I love this so much. I like anytime you want me back, I will come like seriously. I had so much fun. I'm glad that it's actually honestly nice to talk to someone else about this. Cause I feel like in the past few years, I've kind of just kept to myself about this and it's more of me like talking at everyone else to educate them or like tell them how I feel. But in terms of like having someone on the same page as me, and like just discussing it, it's very different. So it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I haven't said much. And I like the podcast episode that I posted the week that everything was really like going crazy. That was like the only time that I've ever said any words to someone other than just sharing posts and just consuming all yeah. of this energy. But mm-hmm. I just felt That's like I good. wasn't in a place to have a conversation. Right. And so like now I'm, I'm getting better. So I'm very glad that we were able to have this dialogue. I think of it was course. super helpful and you are, a, I'm so glad that you're definitely coming back on the show. <laughs> you're coming on my show next. I oh, have to, yes, have to. Let's, it'll be a great time. I'm excited, but let the listeners know where they can find you on social media and plug your podcast, do all the things. Go ahead. 
Yes. So, okay. So my podcast is The Bonnet Talks and that's the name on Instagram. So you can just search for that username. Um, you can follow me on my personal Insta, which is just Ama Apia. Um, if you can't spell that, as we probably discussed in this episode, you know, I'm, I hope Nestle <laughs> helps me out because some bitches just don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll so, it in the bio. Yeah. <laughs> Help a girl out. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> my Twitter is um, Ama A Apia. And if you go on my Twitter and you're thrown off, please don't be because I used to have a One Direction Entertainment uh, news account, but I actually, and yeah, <laughs> when I was younger, that's how I got started in media. That's, I, I actually ran a business and it like blew up. So if you're like very confused as to why there's like a large amount of followers on there or like why I would tweet about how much I love Harry Styles, that is the reason why. Okay. She has like almost 50K, like, okay, sis. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway but <laughs> i i used to yeah when i was younger i i started that business and um i've gotten some really cool opportunities from it like working with the um american music awards i like iheart radio things like that so i yeah i kind of stop now because obviously they're on hiatus but you know harry styles is still my boy so <laughs> oh no <laughs> i can't get into oh, it but i support you <laughs> thank you i appreciate it <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be sure to list all of Ama's stuff in the description of this episode, but I will see you guys <laughs> next week. Later.